Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest is coming from all the way out in um, Colombia. Really interesting place. I've not been to that part of the world just yet. He's also going to be one of the keynote speakers at the CC Forum in London, for which I'll be heading over in a couple of weeks as well. I've got Gabriel Zanko, who is the founder of Mobile Your Life, and he's also a blockchain advisor. We're going to go into some details around what he's doing at the moment in the space and understand what the future may hold. So thank you very much for your time today, Gabriel. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for having me. Mate, um, let's start off with a uh, introduction. I, I want to know a little bit about what you've been doing leading into uh, the current project, Mobile Your Life, uh, just to get a bit of background on, on your experience. Yeah, sure. So Mobile Your Life and uh, it's an investment banking um, which raise capital to uh, projects mostly in the blockchain space, but also technology in the side of AI, more focus on uh, startups doing uh, machine learnings or deep learning uh, advancements for especially for the quantitative trading or hedge funds that are looking to you know allocate or trade in the crypto space. Uh, and also some very interesting projects in the scientific field of energy, oil and gas in the U.S. So, uh, but pure, mostly blockchain, I would say, is the main activity for us. Uh, raise capital for these protocols and companies globally with a strong focus on Asian uh, capital and global projects. Uh, I'm based in Colombia, in Bogota. Uh, originally from Caracas, from Venezuela, but right now living here in Colombia. And uh, yeah, interesting, interesting time. And have you come from an investment banking background? Is, is that where it all sort of, where you sort of got the idea and, and could see opportunity? I mean, you've got to find your opportunity somehow. I mean, I'm just interested as to how you got to that point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, my background is finance. And uh, actually, I studied back more than 10 years ago, public accounting, finance, but then I, I got involved in investment banking, mostly in traditional deals in real estate, lands, uh, lands for productions, traditional real estate. And I started you know, doing investment banking, talking to investors, trying to allocate capital to these type of projects. And I would say four years ago, I, I got very interested in technology in general from my own side. I started trying to learn a few languages in, in programming, a little bit, a little bit of Python a little bit of Ruby on Rails, and then uh, obviously it got me really interested all about Bitcoin and blockchain back in 2015. So I started doing like, everyone in the space started doing it like buying a little bit of crypto or start understanding the mining process. I, I remember I got really interested about Bitcoin because it was like a mystery. Nobody knew who created that coin. I was, wow, this is, this is amazing, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, but then in 2016, 2017, I started, I was started doing some, some very interesting projects, the so-called ICOs, the initial coin offerings. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because some projects start approaching me in, uh, in LinkedIn, like, hey, do you want to be my advisor for my project? I was like, why do you need my help, right? I don't know, how yeah. can I help you? And then, no, because your background, your experience would be great to have you on board and we can give you some tokens. And I was like, I mean, it opened a new world for me in the sense of tech and revenue side. And, it was amazing. So I started doing so. Yeah, sure. Let me join you as an advisor, start helping you. What, what can you help me? And I was like, well, let me try to connect you with capital or investors to your project. I was doing it in the traditional side. So why not to try in this side? 
and eventually I got connected to a few sources in Japan mostly, which really helped me in that moment. And you know, we had a very few successful companies in that year that went to the moon. <laughs> and wow, I was like, the, the project I was having with Mobile Your Life was more at that moment informal. And, and then it got really serious to, you know, okay, let's, let's do this, you know, seriously, you know, raising the capital, co-investment in some of the rounds. And suddenly I was having, you know, private deals and private, you know, very interesting deals. And, you know, it, it was mind blowing. It was very intense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, throughout that period, I mean, so you, sorry, let me ask before I get any further ahead, when did uh, mobile your life start? Like, when did you actually go, okay, we're doing this now. This is not a side project. This is, this is what I do. <laughs> when did it get to that point? Cause I know, I know it can be a gradual task to get to that, but with this space in blockchain AI and whatnot, I mean, it can happen literally overnight, right? That's right. That's right. But I start, it's funny because I started mobile your life back in 2015 and it was more like a consultancy, actually more focused on the telecom space because my background, all the finance, I was all, all the time working the telecom space. And I was like, let me try to figure out some, you know, wireless solutions to Colombia, you know, IoT. I was focusing on that side and it was going well. It, was, it wasn't going bad. But then when I realized this of the blockchain and the tech, I was like, and it started, you know, having some very good, you know, uh, rewards very quickly. I was like, yeah, let's let's focus on this. This is this is the thing, you know. Yeah, and it was in 20, 2017 when we realized, yeah, we have to put this more official and let's let's do all investment banking for blockchain, you know. And then uh, and then right now it's like it's still blockchain, but now it's like we are being approached by other tech companies that are and funds that are looking for the same. So hey, you you do you guys do a good work? Why you cannot help us raise for our fund? I was like, yeah, why not? I mean, at the end, it's kind of like the same work if yeah. it's still related. And yeah, it's exciting, the, the opportunities you might encounter. Yeah. Exactly. So look, I mean, what's the future of the business look like? I mean, obviously, you know, you, you do seem to have your hands very full. I mean, if I'm looking at the website now, I'm, I'm seeing there's the blockchain side of it, there's raising capital, there's a hedge fund, there's an accelerator. What's your key uh, priorities at the moment and um, you know how long does it take you to sort of I suppose get your position uh, whether it be in you know building into the business or taking equity in a business or building a position in the fund what is the, the focus right now for mobile your life yeah good question I mean uh, so we realized that as soon as we were growing that is you know when you have a company it's like your baby and then you start having like other babies inside you know so it's like yeah we continue to raise capital because it's still a very high need and we like that work but then we realize in, in terms of the speed uh sometimes we realize oh, why not have our own fund and you know if we have access to the capital and access to the deal flow then let's create a, a fund try to make it very you know particular to our focus um but continue doing the same service of raising the capital so right now we are in the process of structuring our own fund to deploy the capital into the same companies who are kind of like working right now and and see how it goes but i would say that's the next step have a fund and have the mobile your life site to raise the capital which at the end because we raise the capital but at the end we also help propel or accelerate the company once we raise capital high what else do you need and most of them right now are looking to expand to asia for example so korea japan or china is a good market not all of them but some of them so we 
the same people that you know invest in these companies are the ones who are very interested in expanding the business to to China or to Japan, right? So at the end, it's like okay, let's help you on that as well. So I would say those two sides are like the fun and continue doing the the investment banking. Yeah. Okay. So look, I mean, you've also got involved here. Uh, it looks like you've got some form of OTC desk as well. And how long have you been at that? And is that a high priority, or is that just something that sort of you, you saw it as being um, required considering the types of clients you have? Yeah, for the OTC, it's not our main priority, but we do have a few requests from time to time. For example, uh, we're here based in Colombia, and uh, sometimes they might, you know, sometimes the same investors or family offices here, in, for example, in Latin America, that are looking to enter this space, the first things they do is, you know, buy Bitcoin simply, you know? And sometimes the, the amount might not be so high and they could do it on an exchange, but they prefer, hey, can you help me with this? You know, well, they help you transact this simple transaction, right? But at the end, uh, yeah, it's not our main priority, but we are happy to help you as well. Okay, side. cool. Now, when you say you've been raising yeah. capital and whatnot uh, continuously or, or ongoing, I should say, not continuously, where is that money usually coming from? Is it family offices? Is it just wealthy individuals? Is it through um, crypto? I mean, how is the money coming in and, and, and you know, where is it coming from? Yeah, good question. I mean, uh, for the blockchain side, raising the capital, uh, as mentioned before, more, most of the capital is brought from Asia. And at the beginning, it was a wealthy individuals who had a lot of Bitcoin and they wanted to deploy it. And then these same type of people create some small funds, uh, crypto funds that were doing the same work, deploying the capital in these companies. And right now we're seeing a little bit different where you see even the traditional venture capital that was, you know, you know, was not a big fan about the blockchain side a few years ago. Now they are kind of like raising a, a new fund just for crypto side. And, you know, it has changed so much in the industry the last years that at the beginning it was purely a token and everyone was like, you know, cursing the token. And now companies are nowhere raising equity and a little bit of token as well, if you like, or this is a security token. So it's like a traditional fundraise. So right now I see venture capitalists, investors, wealthy, everyone kind of like, deploying yep. um, family offices will do it as well but little by little depending i would say depending the industry you are disrupting with the blockchain that could be interesting for these family offices but i, I guess it's still a little bit small for them yeah. okay so so the family offices that they've got their eye on this on the projects but they might not be getting positions as yet that's right exactly so they're aware yet. that it's not yet um not yet as i suppose um uh, you know capitally injected into it yeah that's right that's right i guess family offices are right now behind the funds uh, deploying capital in these technologies yeah um, most of these funds are not only investing in blockchain but other technologies so these family offices could say okay let me allocate 20 30 million there or 50 and yep. we'll see what happens no? kind of like yep. that yeah no, that makes sense. So you said that you you uh, you sort of work with the projects and that help a lot of them move into, uh, say, Asia and other other, or other Asian countries, right? Now, I want to ask That's you this right. because we, we hear this time and time again. We, we taught this that it's very different doing business uh, in Asia, particularly with the Chinese. Um, how have you found that? I mean, there's, there's cultural differences. There's a, there's a huge amount of uh, you know difference from the Western world into the, the world in China and how they do things. How, how do you... 
how do you get around that or how do you work with that? I mean, that's obviously got to be part of the advisory situation where you help people to understand and get involved. What are the major hurdles that a business might have as they look to expand into something like China or somewhere like China? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Asia is a whole new planet and especially China, yeah. no? and they have a very particular way of working and doing business. So you definitely need uh, a few partners, I would say, in China on the ground to, to help you grow the business and, you know, incorporate a business in China. And also you see uh, Chinese investors or family offices all over the world right now. And you go to the EU and they have, you know, their funds in Switzerland, in London, they're everywhere right now. Yeah. Um, they are the ones who are very interested. Okay, I will put a capital on your company, but let's go to China, right? Let's, yeah. let's go there. And it's a huge, huge uh, growth for the company, but it's, it's hard, it's not easy. So uh, the, the language barrier, the culture, um, I would say the speed you know, of making business sometimes uh, could be faster in many ways. They would like the things for yesterday, you know, yeah. the, the results and everything. But sometimes you find out that you are talking to people in, in China or investors that could be very traditional. So they want you to meet you face by face before investing or you know just see you see you there and sometimes the founders in other part of the world are kind of like, no but let's do a video call and let's see what happens uh, and it's like no they want to see you right now and maybe they will invest so yeah. this type of you know issues you know always pop up but i guess yeah it's not easy but you have to the lesson we learn is you have to be on the ground you have to be there you have to have a chinese uh, or asian wherever you are an asian partner and try to adapt for the culture because it, at the end, you yeah understand the market. It's not easy, yeah. so it's a long term. This a long term goal, but yeah, step by step, we try to help them in the road, right? Especially so it's basically, I mean, the 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 underlying message that I uh, capture from that is um, realistically, if you want to go and do business in China, best that you have somebody who who is Chinese, um, someone who understands the Definitely. culture, somebody who can speak the language, somebody who is bilingual, um, you know, as long as they speak your language as well as the local dialect, then it's going to help in a big way. Just to help to bridge that mm. gap and perhaps even around the trust. Uh, I'm not sure how, um, you know, trusting uh, the Chinese are of outsiders. I do know uh, a lot of people find it difficult to trust uh, people in China unless they have a Chinese partner from, from experience that I've had. Uh, conversing with others in the space. So um, it is a new frontier. It is, as you say, a, a completely new world out there, but a very lucrative mm -hmm. one. I mean, their populace is huge. Their middle class is growing. And um, mm -hmm. they're an ultimate consumer. You know, they're, they're a fantastic yep. consumer of, uh, of, of products. So that's fantastic. With what you guys are doing at the moment, looking at the fund and what you're working on, is there any specific sectors? Now, when I say sectors, I'm, I'm sort of leaning less away from, you know, blockchain, AI, oil and gas as being a sector. I'm talking about within the environment of blockchain. Is there any one or two areas that you're really focused on looking for opportunities in at the moment because you see it as being a, a really big uh, disruptor within the within whatever that industry may be? Yeah, sure. I mean, for, specifically for blockchain, we see, for example, uh, staking is a huge, I mean, these new New tech within the tech uh, staking is a huge deal right now with the block within the blockchain, and right now we'll see Ethereum doing staking as well, and uh, also security is still a big issue. So still security or audits in the security smart contract. So when you see an investor before deploying capital in a company, they have to run 
a smart contract audit, you know, to, you know, verify the code. So these companies are, or startups are trying to design uh, a way to, to, to make easier for the investor or for the regular people to uh, understand or invest on the blockchain. We're looking heavily like security, uh, even wallets, uh, cold storage, staking, and these new protocols at the end are trying to help propel the blockchain scale, make it faster, right? Because still the blockchain is a, is a, a slow uh, database. So mm. you cannot support all the transactions on the blockchain right now for the solutions they're trying to build. So I would, I would say focus on that. Yeah. But it's still, it's still very new, very nascent. nascent. Yes, well, it certainly is growing. There's a lot to be done. There is. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next coming uh, couple of months, and also obviously the next couple of years. Of course, those that are working on businesses within the space now are not as interested in price as what uh, as what many might think. It's about the technology for the time being. It's about where to put your money and um, getting ready for the future. And there's no doubt about it. I think everyone is agreeing across the board that this is the future. And I mean, such, such just the case when you look at the, uh, the list of speakers that are going to be in London at the CC forum, it's blockchain, AI, yeah. and digital innovation. I mean, have you seen, I mean, I've interviewed a lot of these people. I mean, there is a, just a fantastic cast of, um, yes. of people. You know, it, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah, definitely. And I forgot to mention, we also pay attention to tokenization of assets. That's a huge deal that will happen eventually, right? Trying to bring these traditional assets to the blockchain in a frictionless way to trade it. That would be interesting to see. It's still very nascent. But Absolutely. And the transition. And the Opening transition. I was mentioning tools too, right? Yes, yes, yes. And the transition of money, you know, as I was telling you, like, you get the fiat currency, the traditional currency, then crypto, and then this very futuristic stuff like IOTA trying to deploy a currency for the machines. So, I mean, that transition will be key in the next few years. And I guess everyone is trying to, you know, be in that boat right now. No. Mm. Yeah, there's a, it, it, it really is an exciting time. And I mean, you think about this a couple of years back, uh, I mean, I got involved in, in about July of 2017. And back then it was, for me, it was, it was a whole new frontier. I mean, I'm, I'm a trader. That's, that's what I do. I, I read charts, I yeah. put buttons and I, I trade markets. That's, that's what I do. It's, then I came across this by being introduced to it by a, a business mentor of mine. And, um, you know, nowadays I look at it and like, just as I say, I've, I've literally got the CC forum list in front of me that the people that are in this space, that the people that are involved, these are incredibly accomplished already. Uh, incredibly intelligent, um, and it, yeah. and there's little on my face down the bottom. It's, <laughs> it's it's quite amazing to just just to sort of see the the people that recognise innovation, the track record that these people have had, and look, the one thing I do love about the blockchain space as well is just the ability that uh, so that the, that the space still has to to collaborate. I mean, to get the amount of speed that uh, the Max has got at the CC Forum in London, um, I think it's the thirteenth it starts right. Um, yeah, okay. yeah all, all of these people in the same place, you know that you can do that because we're still trying to grow. We're still trying to work together. We're still trying to meet people. We're still trying to, we're still trying to work out how we can make this thing come to fruition a little bit faster than what it is and who the right people to work with are. So it's, 
it's really quite fascinating. It's really quite interesting to be involved in. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, look, if anyone's in Europe uh, or anywhere in the world for that matter, uh, Monday the 14th yeah. to the 16th of October, CC Forum, guys, there's some epic speakers and uh, it's going to be a worthwhile event. I know that I'll be able to sit down and meet you properly face-to-face for a change rather than just on a podcast. Not often I get to do that. But um, is there any final words yeah. you'd like to leave us with, Gabriel? I'd love to uh, hear your final thoughts. Is there, is there anything going on at the moment that's of uh, particular excitement for, um, for yourself at uh, Mobile Your Life or anything in general within the space that you're excited about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, besides uh, Mobile Your Life, and I mentioned to you that we're creating the fund for the seed stage, we also realize there is a gap for you know investing in the later stage, uh, round A, round B, companies that are already doing good work but they still need help so we're creating a new fund that would be beginning in 2020 called Urano Capital and that would be focused on layer stage investments quantitative trading side a little bit for the family offices but more importantly uh, is helping in the transition as I was saying of the money of the currency right now of the fiat the traditional world building that bridge between traditional and deploying it into this new innovative uh, crypto economy or you know blockchain uh, uh, type of companies uh, that are trying to tokenize decentralize so but we need capital and we need that bridge to start you know making the transition right so i'm glad to be part of that in a little bit you know and yeah excited because blockchain is a phenomenon that is global right so you see in every city so much innovation right it's not it wasn't born just in one city in the city i mean you have so many hubs around the globe doing interesting things so so yeah we'll see what happens mate there is so much going on at all times in this space it keeps us on our toes it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you ladies and gentlemen gabriel zanko who is the founder of mobile your life keep an eye on what this guy is doing where can we find you on twitter and uh, everywhere else mate? how how does the audience connect with you to keep an eye on what's happening sure they, they can look me at linkedin gabriel zanko or also my website uh, mobileyourlife.com i'm happy to help Excellent. Well, mate, pleasure speaking with you. I look forward to meeting you uh, in London in a couple of weeks' time and um, good luck going forward, mate. Thank you, Craig. Okay, talk soon. Ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. Bye for now.